Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to bollnbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Spunky Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, psychic medium, Carrie Muggs. This is where we learn all things spirit. Everything from spiritual gifts awakenings ghosts aliens and starseeds nothing is untouchable but always fun and spunky i am honored to be on this spiritual journey with you so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode hello and welcome to this week's episode uh spunky spirit episode of Modalities. This week we're going to talk about the different modalities. And I'm not just going to talk about spiritual modalities. I'm going to talk about healing modalities too. But I am going to touch on the healing modalities I'm not going to get as much into. There's a ton out there and they're all awesome. Um, But I couldn't do them justice and I don't know enough about them. So I'm just going to kind of tell you some of them that are available. But mostly we're going to talk about the different modalities. And what are spiritual modalities? So modalities are different ways that you can connect to spirit. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but I've noted I noticed that I didn't have a podcast on it. So I'm going to devote a full podcast on it. But I know that I've probably touched on some of it in other episodes when we're talking about different things. So modalities, they're different ways that you can use to connect to spirit. And everybody has one that they, just like the clairs, like we all have different clairs, we all connect to spirit, and we um, communicate with spirit with our clairs. And everybody has a more dominant clair than the other. Same with modalities. The modalities, some people are pulled to different modalities than others, and we use these modalities to help us, kind of like a crutch, um, not a bad crutch, to connect to spirit and connect to spirit and feel spirit. And so um, I just kind of wanted to go over the different modalities because they're all so awesome and they're also different and everybody's called to a different one. So they're just different ways that you use to connect to spirit when you feel like you can't connect to spirit on your own. Now, um, here's the thing too. There's a lot of things that help us connect to spirit, but the best, best, best is when you can connect on your own without having to use these things. You have everything you need inside of you already to connect to spirit, but sometimes we doubt ourselves. Sometimes we get nervous, and so we it's okay to use these things as sort of a crutch once in a while, but the, the the fine line becomes when you become addicted. There's some modalities in here that I don't want 
that sometimes I get a little nervous about talking about because I don't want addiction. Spirit is your spirit never thrives when there's addiction going on. So because you always have to be, um, you have everything you need inside yourself, and when there's addiction, that's when lower frequencies can start to maneuver in there. So the first modality is. Um, obviously meditation. Now, meditation is one that I kind of don't feel like it's a modality. I feel like it's it's a it's a conversation. It's a conver- praying to spirit and talking out loud to your ancestors is talking to them. Meditation is hearing them. But I do know that some people cannot connect very well without meditation. And you've probably heard me talk about it um a meditation where that mediums call sitting in the power. And this is when they sit and do readings. They connect. They connect to um, spirit. Now, sitting in the power is kind of using their own abilities or their own um, meditation is doing it on your own, doing it on your own. And that's why I don't think there is any addiction to this. Now, when there can be an addiction is when your meditation loses its intent. Now, I want to talk about intention with all these modalities. Some of these modalities are going to come across as bad because that's some belief system, and some of them aren't. So, But honestly, I want you to keep an open mind and remember it's all about intention. So if you go into a meditation with the intention of growing and connecting to spirit and finding things out about yourself, then you're going to have an op- an awesome experience with meditation. If you go into meditation wanting answers about whether or not your spouse is having an affair, or if you're going into meditation wanting information about somebody else's stuff, that's not going to be good. And if you get addicted to that, then that's that's an issue. So meditation is made for you, you to grow, you to connect to spirit. They're not going to give you as much as I, out of anybody, would have loved information about my cheating ex when he was cheating on me, which I have no ill feelings towards, by the way. But um, I really wanted it so badly. And honestly, they're not, that's, that's invasion of privacy. That's his business. That's their business. They're not going to give me information on that. If the spirit has every, every, every confidence in you that if you're not happy in the situation or you're not happy in the marriage, that you'll be strong enough to leave with or without the evidence. So just know the way that you meditate and your intention about the meditation is so key. They're not going to give you information about anybody else. Maybe your children, um, but not not when it comes to invasion of privacy. I can't even do readings about, if I, if I have a client in front of me and other stuff comes in about the other person, I have to be super careful because there's a fine line about invasion of privacy and, and spirit's not going to tell me what somebody else, spirit doesn't gossip. So, but spirit will tell you and guide you what maybe, you know, they won't tell you what to do. Spirit never tells you what to do, but they could guide you in a direction that may be for your best benefit. So meditation is an awesome way to connect. If you can't meditate, if you are not the type of person who can't, who just can't sit there and in quiet, I have ADHD, so that's really hard for me too. It took me a long time to train myself to to meditate. Do guided meditations. Guided meditations make it so stuff come in. That just kind of trains you. And um, that trains you to connect. I've had so much, so many awesome experiences on guided meditation. So, and then that one kind of get you into, and then maybe do active meditation, like walk and think about things. But just know too, there's not ever going to be a time that you're absolutely not thinking about anything. That's not possible. And so, and there's no way spirit can bring in ideas or information to you 
without you thinking about stuff. So you just have the key is, is enough meditation gets you to the point where you understand what's yours and what's spirits and you, you will get to that. Um, and sometimes spirit can be pretty random. So just know that too. Now, the next one is mediumship, which is what, that's another way you can connect to, to spirit. So you can go to a medium. Um, you can have have them, you know, connect to spirit for you in, in behalf of you. But just know this too. Every medium's intention should be to give you a great experience, but also to teach you to do this on your own. So you don't have to go to medium. So you don't become addicted to the mediumship or psychicness, right? So mediumship is a great, and there's different kinds of mediumships that help you connect to spirit. And one of them is psychometry, psychometry, and that's when you, the medium actually touches something or you can actually touch something and you meditate on it or you feel it and you get feelings from that. So psychometry, Tyler Henry uses that a lot. Psych, um, psychometry. I don't, I was never trained with psychometry. Um, I was kind of told mediumships, I was taught a different way. And so, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think psychometry is great. And if that's how you want to connect to your grandmother and you have her old coat in your closet and you want to sit and hold it, then by all means sit and hold it. And if you have a lost loved one and you have their clothes and you want to dress up in their clothes, by all means, if you feel like you're going to be closer connected to them, sit in their clothes because you probably will. It's, it's kind of a, you probably will feel closer to them. It's got their energy on it. It's got their, their energy residue on it still. So you will feel closer to them. Um, also to automatic writing. We've talked about this many times as mediumship. One of my very first readings was when my grandfather passed and he wrote a letter to my grandma and he, he did it through automatic writing through me. So automatic writing is also a great way to connect to spirit. Also automatic writing is so perfect for you to figure out what's yours and what's not yours. Um, and automatic writing, I talk about it a lot. It's just when you write and you don't stop. And I had in my class this last time, someone said, I feel like I always have to be writing so fast. You don't. You can write super slow. You can take your time. In fact, I encourage writing slower. Just put some music on, um, some light spiritual music, and just start writing whatever comes to your mind. And most of the time, it will be from spirit, and you will be able to determine what's yours and what's not yours. Sometimes pick a theme, like what do you want me to know today, or and have a good intended theme, not something not something ill-intended. Um, and then channeling. That's another type of mediumship. If, if you guys, you know, in your spiritual journey, you probably have heard of some channelers. That's when spirit kind of takes over, not possesses a medium or not takes over, but kind of when a medium takes on their personality or um, like Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks, they they do, oh, I forgot what his, was his name, Abraham they they channel a spirit that gives them information and I can't remember the spirit's name dang it but um I, when I do these I always like go blank sometimes but that's channeling now those are the different types of mediumship modalities that you can use the main goal again like all these modalities is to um be able to do that on your own be able to tap in and stay in the power and do it on your own so that's the main goal and I just want you to know too that as many, as many readings as I do and all of the meditation that I do, trying to get information on my own stuff is so much harder. If you watch the Tyler Henry Medium show on Netflix, he even says it too. He's kind of going through this stuff and he can't even get information on his own family. You're too close to it. So be careful with this. Um, don't give yourself some grace. Don't expect to get all the right answers about your own stuff because 
doing this stuff about your own your own stuff is a little harder sometimes. So don't be so hard on yourself on this. Now, the next one are cards. Tarot cards, oracle cards. Um, people use these to do readings on themselves. I will use them when I do readings on myself or I read, do readings for my family because I'm too emotionally involved with me and I'm too emotionally involved with my family. So when I do this, it will... I will um, use cards. Now, I used cards at the very beginning because when I started doing readings, because I was too nervous to tap in. When I would get information, I would want validation, like training wheels, kind of. I would want, okay, I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm getting this, but I want it to be validated through the cards, or I want the cards to kind of, and I, I got to the point where I was giving, getting so much validation through the cards that it got to the point where I just didn't have to, I didn't have to do the cards anymore. I didn't have to use the cards, and now I can just sit and do readings without using cards. Now, sometimes I'll still use cards when I'm doing past lives, just because I'm so big on evidence. I'm an evidential reader. I like the evidence. And past lives and guides, there's no evidence there. And I just want my sitter to know I'm not making that shiz up, right? So if I have to do past life regression, sometimes I still will use cards to validate just because it's, it's um, for me, I'm just a scientific kind of person too and I have to have validation. I don't know why um, during the readings because I just want to make sure there's a lot of responsibility when you do readings, lots of responsibility. And I don't want to be telling somebody that this is what's going on in their life and totally blowing smoke up their butt, right? So that's why I kind of like to use the cards for that. Now, a lot of people don't, a lot of people that I try and train, because that's how I learned how to do mediumship, a lot of people don't like to use cards. And so it's hard for me to teach them because that's how I learned and I and I want to teach how I learned. So um, if you don't like cards, there's other things that you can learn. There's other things that you can use, different modalities that you can use to connect to spirit and get your information from spirit. Um, lot, there's a pendulum. This is not my favorite. Parent pendulums are not my favorite. And, um, spirit boards, which are also known as Ouija boards. Okay. So here's what I want you to know, guys. These things are objects. Pendulums are things that have like something at the bottom. You know, those games you used to play when you were little and you'd use your necklace and you'd put it over your wrist and it would tell you how many kids you were going to have. That's a pendulum. That's what a pendulum is. You can find them at any holistic store. Um, and, and it's just an object an object with some energy. Same with a Ouija board or a spirit board. It is a board made by Hasbro or I think it's, yeah, I think it's Hasbro. It's just an object. Now, when you use these objects, depending on your intention is how, is, is, is where you're going to get in trouble here. So if you use the board in the pendulum and you're addicted to it, it's not going to bring in a very high frequency. And this is when the lower frequencies can start to control the conversation or start to trick you. This is where you hear about spirits tricking or having fun or because when you're addicted to these things, they have that, they start to have this power over you. So don't become addicted. If you're using a spirit board or a pendulum more than like once a, once a week, that's kind of a lot for me too. Um, then stop using it and start tapping into your own self. You have all the power you need within you. I'm going to tell you this throughout this whole podcast. Um, but I don't want you to get addicted. If you're sitting with a pendulum and you keep asking, is my husband cheating on me? Or you keep asking, are my kids going to be okay? Do I have this sickness? If you're constantly using a pendulum, you're addicted. And a lot of times, if you're asking your own questions, you're going to get this mixed up again because it's too close to you. It's too, 
So I use strong, strong caution with pendulums and spirit boards, but there are mediums out there that love them, absolutely love them. They entertain with them. They have, um, you know, fun times with them. I've had bad experiences with Ouija boards, so I don't usually, I don't usually, I don't think I've ever, I've ever since the bad experience, I've never really used a Ouija board and I don't ever plan on to, but that doesn't mean because I don't like them that, that other people don't. If you are very comfortable with the Ouija board and you have good intentions, if you want to sit in a dark room and call spirits to you, then that's not a great intent. That's, you have to be careful what you're going to get. But if you want to sit in a, in a room and have, um, and, and have and protect yourself and only let the best intended spirits come through. That's a different intention. And this Ouija board kind of thing goes with seances. Same thing too. Lots of mediums, um, will train during seances. Lots of people. I remember having sleepovers when I was little and we'd play cause there is power in circles and we'd play, you know, we'd have little seances or we'd have the, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And we'd have that one where bloody Mary, you go into the bathroom and, there's that apple, th- I don't, you know, all that stuff. And at the time, we thought it was cool because it was scary. But you have to admit, we were doing it because it was like, it was scary. It was kind of scary. And so our intentions weren't the greatest. Now, as an adult, I don't suggest that you go into the bathroom and turn off the lights and call Bloody Mary. Because what is that intention? It's not a good intention, right? So just do these things. Um, Ouija boards, um, spirit circles, do them with pendulums, do them with high intentions, do them with good intentions. Always, always protect. No matter what modality you use, always protect. Before I do readings, I always protect. I always go through my office, make sure I protect the whole office. Before I meditate, I make sure I'm surrounded with white light. Before any using any of these objects, always, always protect. Um, the next one is crystals. Now, crystals are awesome. Crystals have an energy. There is something about crystals and the energy that they give, and they can help you connect. Now, here's the thing. I wish I could be like, oh, get this crystal, and you'll be able to connect to spirit tomorrow. It's not how it works. It still takes practice with you, but it can bring you to the vibration of the crystal, which may hire you. So different crystals can do different things. The crystals are throughout all of the book, all of the Bible, um, and and used through all different types of things. And also, too, I think there's some information about Lemurian crystals from Lemuria and crystals that we used. You know, like, if you've ever seen that Superman movie and he used those those clear, like, tower crystals, there's some belief to that 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 was kind of some some something going on in Atlantis that all of our data was put in crystals like that. Hollywood is fascinating because they'll give you little secrets here and there about what, what the truth is. It's so crazy. So crystals, and they don't just automatically give you superpowers, but they will raise your vibration to them. Now, I used to not really put a lot into crystals because I always thought, you know what, I have... I can do this myself. Super independent. But you have to dec- you have to know. We live on a huge gigantic rock that spins. So there's energy there. And I live in the gem state. There's energy there. There's energy in crystals. So I have changed my thoughts about in the beginning with crystals and I do meditate with crystals. If you've ever had a reading with me, I do hold on to a um gem or a rock that has a moose on it because it reminds me 
I just feel closer to my dad when I do those, when I do that. And I feel like it's, I think it's an onyx or a jet and it protects too. So always, always, it, and that's because it has that intention, right? It has that intention. That's the intention that I give it. So always make sure though that when you do get crystals, you do kind of give them in the intention that you want them to work. So hold them in your palm, do a little thing that tells you what you want that that crystal to do for you or what the intention of that crystal is. Um <clears throat> I have lots of crystals throughout my office and they all have been held with intention of bringing in good and bringing in love and bringing in healing and having that intention. So, um, now I put down shamanism because I'm super interested in it. I don't know a lot about it. I just know that, um, it's a form of connectedness. It's a form of, I think it's, it's like a Native American kind of old practice and I think it has to do with like medicine and and helping spirits on the other side or helping in the spirit realm and I do have a couple friends who do have had shamanism work I'm super interested in it and I it's probably something that I will probably go down that road one day when I have more time um but it's something you might want to look into. I think it's super interesting. I have read books on shamanism and it's so fascinating to me, but also too, Egypt is so fascinating to me. Egypt, I just love to learn anything about Egypt. So are these, you know, things that happened in a past life? I don't know. I just know that my spirit loves to know all the information about all of that stuff. So um, the next one, Akashic Records. I've talked about this a little bit. This is what the Bible calls the Book of Life. And it's also known as a big library. I like to think of it as an infinite intelligence. And honestly, to be honest, I don't know really why I put it down as a modality because all of these modalities are to try and get you connected to spirit and the or the Akashic Records, the infinite intelligence, knowing because when you do readings on people, you're going to tap into their Akashic Records or their ancestors are going to. And so, or you're, if you want answers about your life or your past lives, you're tapping into the Akashic Records. I used to think that, um, I used to picture it as a big library. And so I would think I didn't have access to it. But now I just know that it's an infinite intelligence. And I just think of it as like a frequency or a radio station. And now it's much easier for me to feel like I connect to it or so, or I, um, connect, yeah, connect to it. So just remember too, don't make these harder than it is. I used to think the Akashic records were hard, that I could never get in, or I didn't understand it. And honestly, the way I thought about it, I just tweaked that. And now it's like super easy peasy lemon squeezy. So now plant medicine. This one's a tough one. If you guys have heard about ayahuasca, anything plant medicine that helps you with your spiritual growth. I am not against this. I'm not um, again, it's all about addiction. It's whether you not, it, the, the point is, or the main focus is, it's all great. But if you get addicted to it or you do it too much, it can cause some mental issues, some mental health issues, because it's causing you to spiritually grow faster than you're supposed to, or it's causing you to spirit, you have a spiritual growth where your body can't catch up. So every once in a while, all of this stuff used in moderation is is fascinating and great for you. But if you get past the addiction line, then that's when there's an issue. So um, so again, with plant medicine, ayahuasca, all the different plant 
forms. That's really great. I, I do know somebody told me a story about someone who was administering the plant medicine said that mediumship was a lower frequency. And it kind of made me laugh because I'm like, and, and I'm not judging, but so what is, <laughs> I just like, so, so how is giving people plant medicine not, you know, not, it, it, you just don't judge people. You don't judge people. There's no, there's no one superior. There's no one inferior. You're just you. And I feel like you're at the frequency you're at, not by your, what you, modality you use, right? So anyways, plant medicine, just be careful with it. And if you do decide to do it, make sure that there is a trained shaman with you or somebody who has a medical degree or somebody that it is controlled, that it doesn't get out of hand, that it uh, there's been terrible experiences where some of my friends have had overexposure or, or, and mental issues ensued. So just be careful to use your own discretion and be careful here with moderation and, and with intent. And a lot of this too is um, plant medicine. It just gives you psychedelics, things like that. They can give you an awesome experience. They really can, but they can also give you scary, scary, just like any other modality, they can give you scary incidences. So again, use this in moderation and use your own discretion and ask spirit before you do anything with using this. And remember the main goal again is to do, be able to connect without, without any of the use of these things, just to be able to sit in the power on your own. There's also, um, breath work. This is a new thing coming and it's, you know, you, you when that's why a lot of times when you're meditating, they'll say, "Pay attention to your breathing." Um, it's pretty awesome. Breath work is can, and there's breath work facilitators, all of that stuff. And honestly, breath work actually is kind of you using yourself to connect. So I'm not highly, I've never had, um, I've never done breath work, and not because I don't need it, just because I kind of feel like right now where I'm at and um, my own meditations, I've had some awesome experiences. So I don't feel like I need it, but when I feel called to it or when spirit calls me to it, I'll totally do it. I'm not against it. Now, some of the other ener- the ener- the modalities that I'm going to go more towards healing, but you can tap into spirit using these because I have to tell you when I sit in an EMDR session, I connect so fast. The way that they do the bilateral movements puts me right into the power right? It sits me right in the power like I do when I have a reading. And so I think that that's really cool. So I think that people bringing spirit and science together is awesome. So um, one of the ones that I, oh, I forgot to bring up palm reading. Palm reading is awesome. Awesome. My daughter just got her palm reds yesterday and I am going to, I am working on having my my awesome friend palm reader come on and be a guest and talk more about that. Um, that is a way to connect. That is a way to kind of see you know, check in, validate, see where you're at in life, validate that you're going in the right direction. It's kind of a psychic thing. And, but some palm readers connect and I know mine does, mine does when she does palm read, so when she does palm reading. So, um, they, she connects when she's doing it, she sits in the power. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but again, do not, <laughs> I always feel like, because you can, you can get addicted to mediumship. You can get addicted to psychics. You can get addicted to palm readings. You can get addicted to this stuff because it's so fascinating and you do feel a connection to source, but you have to be able to, to work it out. So you feel that, so you feel that on your own. Um, also too, another one, 
these are all healing. Reiki. I've had awesome Reiki sessions where the Reiki person connects to the other side. They can feel my ancestors come in. Um, Tibetan bowl massages. I've had awesome experiences with that. And I've done Tibetan bowl massages on people where their ancestors come in. So this is not only healing in the physical body form, but the, the person who is actually performing the the work on you can have connection or you can have connection. I've had one person who got who had a Tibetan bone massage and they had an out-of-body experience and they just felt like they couldn't talk for like one to two days because the experience was so sacred. And so you so these modalities can put you into that realm, into that spiritual realm. And it can also put the provider who's doing it to you can, you can put them in a connection to spirit, and sometimes if they're if they're not scared, they'll say, "Okay, I'm feeling this coming through. I'm feeling this coming through." Sometimes they're a little bit scared, and they think that maybe they're wrong, and so they won't. But a lot of times, I guarantee you, foot zoning, same thing, Reiki, foot zoning, Tibetan bone massages, sound baths, all of that stuff put you into this spiritual realm. And a lot of times, and they help you connect. And a lot of times, the providers will also connect too. Also, too, that goes with this is tapping. Uh, I think it's EMF or EMT. You tap. The way I love the my favorite tapping is is double. You can tap on your head, tap down into your. I always tap my chest, but you can do the butterfly tap where you put your hands across your chest. You put your arms across your chest and your hands are on your shoulders, and you just take turns and butterfly tap your shoulders. So you can also Google tapping. Super, super awesome. I think it puts you, it sets you into a minute. I have a hard time with tapping during meditation because I like to be relaxed and I like to be um, just kind of laying there or sitting there. But tapping, it makes you work and so you concentrate on the tapping. But that's why the EMDR works so well is because you concentrate on the tapping and you're kind of going through some traumatic events in your life. But you're also concentrating on the tapping, so it kind of disassociates a little bit, so you don't feel all the emotions. So tapping has its tapping has its way of kind of helping you work through some of the emotions. So if you're dealing with that, tapping's great. Tapping's a great way of healing. Yoga, awesome. Now I have ADHD, so I struggle with yoga unless it's fast. I can't just sit there, like I said with my meditation. I can't just sit in a pose. It's really really hard for me. I have to. Pio's always worked for me, and I go to a yoga class a yoga studio in Rigby, Idaho, that she keeps it going pretty fast so I don't get too bored. And I know that's not the, I know you're supposed to get, I know you're supposed to sit in the pose so you can meditate. But I just, I have, if I want to meditate, sit and meditate, I have to do that on my own. I have to have, I have to do that on my own. So, because yoga, I'll be like, oh, what's next? Or how do I do this? I'm too worried about it. Maybe if I was more in the flow of it, I would get it. But I've heard so, so many people called to yoga. They feel so good about it. And um, I will have it at my retreats when I ha- and sound baths at my retreats just because those are so good at connecting you to spirit. Any type of healing that works with your inner child healing because we, as as kids, we just... We're so like sponges. We're so like sponges. And our parents are just doing the best that they know how. Because remember, they're kids raising kids, honestly. And and so there's a lot of things that happened to us in our childhood by not, I mean, maybe by mistakes of our parents, but we can't let, we can't blame. We can't blame our parents. They didn't, they just did the best they could. We got to own this shit. We got to own it and we got to deal with it. And so inner child traumas actually, um, you know, 
a really good way to deal with some of the stuff that you're dealing with now. Why are you afraid now? Why are you afraid to connect now? Why are you afraid to move forward now? A lot of it stems back from some trauma healing. And you can find this inner child stuff during Reiki. You can find it in tapping. You can find it in EMDR. You can find it in the sound bowls. You can find it with just even a meditation. You can have a, I have a meditation. I think I, I don't have it anymore, but I have to, I'll make it again. I have to make it again. But you can go and back and visit your five-year-old self and and feel safe and have her feel safe and tell her it's going to be okay or tell him it's going to be okay. And so I really like th- that inner child, um, inner child healing. So I know there are so many other modalities out there that I didn't touch on. Um, so, you know, like plant, th- like, well, we talked about plants and medicine, but I talked about using it as, um, as a, as a drug kind of like a, a psychedelic kind of, but you can use it. This is where the witches came, come, but you can, and shamanism, you can put stuff together and as medicine and take it to heal your body, not to connect, but to heal your body. So, and if you're called to that, that's great. If you're called to oils, I forgot to mention oils. Oils are, you know, can be a great healing, excuse me, a great healing kind of um, modality too. I don't know if it helps you connect. You can use them when you meditate, put them under your nose, things like that. So there's all different kinds of modalities. There's modalities to connect to spirit. There's modalities to heal. There's so many things and there's so many options. And I know sometimes it's hard to feel what you're called to, but try them and try the different ones. And you'll be, you'll, the ones that you love, you'll, you'll be called to the ones that you try and you're like, okay, I love this then you will you will start to figure it out and you'll start to research it and you'll start to love it and you'll start to do it more and you'll you'll find it but the way you can figure it out is to eliminate the things you don't want so if you know you try a spirit board or a Ouija board and you don't love it then you know that's not for you i know that that's not for me pendulums also aren't my my favorite i'll use them maybe once a year um when i kind of am trying to figure out what to do next in my career and i and I think I'm supposed to go one way. I'll use a pendulum to to validate, okay, Spirit, is this what you're trying to tell me? So, but I very rarely use them. Now, I don't use cards as much anymore. Um, I use meditation. And I haven't tried some of the plant therapies or the breath, breath work, but I'm not against it. And I'm going to, I probably will eventually try it, eventually. So, yeah, just try it. This is kind of a, you know, you try it. If you don't like it, great. Move on. If you if you do love it, then stick with it because that's probably how you connect the best. So I hope you guys love that. I hope that helps you. I hope that that helps you connect to spirit better. And um, yeah, if you have any questions about that, please DM me. Please let me know. And I love you guys and I will see you next week. Please, if you liked this episode of Spunky Spirit, please share it with your friends or subscribe. Share it to the world. Let them know. And good luck and have fun on your spiritual weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.